eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential and then through some elbow grease, fresh installs and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own? Look to your left, look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly. So there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Welcome to the Jill on Money podcast. It's Wednesday, October 14th, the second day of Amazon Prime Day. I mean, it's really going to end up being like a holiday, for goodness sakes. It is the beginning of the holiday season as far as I'm concerned. And uh, by the way, if I, you look at the the numbers, Bloomberg and Harris, they had a poll. And uh, one of the things that they found in this is that about half of the Americans surveyed in this poll said they're going to be purchasing gifts mostly or entirely online. So nah, no more walking into the stores for most people. So good luck with that. And uh, if you want to deal with something besides spending money, gosh, we'd love to help you with any money questions that you have. So let's get to those questions right now. And we will start here from Linda, who writes, I listen to you on Wood Radio in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Love Wood Radio. Mark, you know, it's one of my favorite stations. And Linda says, we need your professional help. My husband has been let go from his employer after a long career due to job cuts because of COVID. He has a retirement account with the company. It's got about $36,000 in it. We were told we have to move it out of there and into another account. Where do we put it? Thank you, Linda. Okay, Linda, the first thing you do is you are going to open an IRA rollover account. And you can do that in lots of different places. So you can do it at Charles Schwab. You can do it at Fidelity. You could do it at Vanguard. You could do it at TD Ameritrade, T. Rowe Price. And all you're going to do is you're going to take that $36,000 and it's going to roll automatically from your current, your husband's current plan into that new account. Now, what you do with the money has a lot to do with everything else going on in your life. And I can't really speak to that right now because you haven't given us as many details, but that's really the the long and short of it. You, you basically can go from one account to another account. And then when that's done, get in touch with us. And that way we can help you think about the, the diversification and your options for the allocation. Okay. I hope that's helpful. Deborah writes, we have an acre of property on a small lake. It's beautiful, quiet, and private. We don't want to live there year round. We want to build on it and rent it at least half of the year. One neighbor gets 250 bucks a night. Now, taking out a mortgage scares me. However, we are debt-free. We only have $40,000 a year in income. It's a four-season state, but I'm sure we could rent in the fall and winter. Is this a bad idea? Or could we safely get the mortgage and taxes paid for? It will be a modest 
1,500 square foot cottage on a walkout basement. Well, what else is going on in your financial life? That's what I want to know, Deborah. You know, you make 40 grand a year. What's going on in your primary residence? What's going on in your retirement accounts? Is it better to just sell this property? Why do you have to develop it? I need more information. I need more information. I'm sorry. I'm a pain in the neck today, aren't I? (laughs) Oh, brother. Okay. So uh, let's keep going here. Laura writes, it's a question about long-term care insurance. Okay. I'm 57 years old, single, no children. I'm retired. I've got a pension of $2,100 a month and I get health care insurance. It's provided. I work part-time right now, making about $1,000 a month. I rent and plan to continue to rent. No other outstanding debt. My current investment value is $1.8 million, which includes a Roth IRA. So the question is basically long-term care versus longevity insurance. Why do you need either? I don't think you need either. You got a lot of money. You can self-insure. So what do, why not just spend the money down if you need the money? You know, so be it. I don't know. I don't think you need this. I, I, in fact, I almost positively un- know that you don't need this. Here's another question. This is from Joanne. She's got a whole life policy. It was started back in 1979. Cash value, $8,500. And there's a premium of $87 a quarter. I was wondering if I should continue paying it, cash in, take the money to invest the stock market. The death benefit is 85 grand. If I live to the age of 95, what do you think? Um, Do you have any heirs? Does anyone need this life insurance? I mean, it's now the insurance policy has basically been paid for. Now the hard work has been done. I don't know if you need this policy, but on the other hand, it's probably pretty cheap to maintain. So I need to know a little bit more about your life before I think about whether or not you need to keep this policy or whether you should just cash it in. You're just not going to get a lot of money. So it may be worth it just to keep it at this point. This is next one is from Diane and she writes, hi, Jill and Mark, my boyfriend and I have been listening to your show for a while now. We always find it informative. However, sometimes I feel overwhelmed by my lack of financial planning knowledge and also feel currently behind some of the other callers who are in my age bracket. I'm a 34-year-old PhD student. By the way, that's why you're behind. It's not because of any other reason. It's because you're a PhD student, for God's sakes. It's very hard. So don't compare yourself with others. Let's talk about you. So Diane says, I make 20 grand a year, standard at my university for a graduate assistantship. It supports my schooling. I've got 50 grand in student loans. They're government loans. Interest rates are suspended. $4,000 in saving. That's it. No kids, no house, no other debts. I was writing to find out what I can do now before I enter the workforce in a year and a half to start preparing myself financially. I would also like to know some financial planning resources that need to be on my radar before entering the workforce. Thanks so much, Diane. Well, I mean, I think that, you know, forgetting about your age, you're just, just think of yourself as I'm starting out. And so what you could do is that the, of the 20,000 that you make, you know, is there any extra money? You got four grand in savings. I'd try to beef that up. Number one. So that's your number one priority. Beef up that savings as much as you can. Then what you should be doing is as soon as you get a real job is you're going to focus on paying down those student loans. And, you know, you basically 
have to address the big three. The big three, an emergency reserve fund with six to 12 months of your living expenses. Number two of the big three is to pay down outstanding debt, and that includes student loan debt. And number three is to try to maximize retirement contributions to the best of your ability. I know you're not going to do the whole thing. If you can do those three things, that's how you prepare yourself financially. That's it. You know, it's not that much more difficult. Resources, you can, maybe you can get my book. You can go onto the website, jillonmoney.com. You can get Aaron Lowry's book, which is really geared towards, it's called The Broke Millennial. You're not broke, but you know, it, it helps you with some of the basics. Um, my friend Jack Otter wrote a book called Worth It, Not Worth It. That's a beginning approach to just how to manage some of your money. And of course, Beth Kobliner, you can go to bethkobliner.com. She's got a ton of resources as well. So that's it. Try not to compare yourself to others. You never go get into a good place like that. You're making your choices. Hopefully, when you get done with this program, you'll be able to land a job and support yourself. So that's the most important thing. Don't worry about anyone else. Let's just, we're going to focus on you. Okay. Hope that helps. All right. That's it for the show. Hey, you know what I haven't done in a while, Mark? I haven't said that our music is composed by Joel Goodman and that Mark Telercio, Mark, is our executive producer and genius extraordinaire. We are distributed by Cadence 13. And we all, all the people involved in this show, want to remind you to wash your hands, wear your masks, maintain your physical distancing, and please do something nice for somebody else today. You will feel better. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow. 